Hello, my soul dog Christians. This is Dr. Monica Hanchett. Come to you with the word of God, uh, 1 Samuel 16 and 12. A singing shepherd boy. Before I go to the word, let me uh, open it up with a little prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you underneath the B-L-O-O-D, underneath the blood of Jesus, thanking you for this day. Our health and our strength, Father God. I'm thanking you, dear Heavenly Father God, for you leaving the Bible behind. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Just for me. Just for you. We have a choice. But choose not obeying the laws of the land. Choose not obeying God. I need the blood of Jesus. God will allow you to make an intelligent decision. From the top of your head down to the soles of your feet. First Samuel 16 and 12, I will read this sermon to you. Um, coming from this Bible, this book that I received during my CNA days. And I just want to share it with the, with the world. I want to keep it to myself. A singing shepherd boy, 1 Samuel 16 and 12. God, G-O-D, did not take Saul's kingdom away from him as soon as he disobeyed and showed that he was not the right kind of man to lead God's people. Saul continued to be king and lead the Israelites to many battles. But Samuel, the prophet, knew that God's spirit was not with Saul anymore. He waited for God to show him who the new king would be. One day, God sent Samuel down to the house of a man named Jesse. He told Samuel to take with him some oil like they which he had used to anoint Saul king. God was going to show Samuel who he had chosen to be the new king. Now Samuel knew that Saul would be very angry if he heard that he was going to anoint a new king. So when he went to Jesse's house in Bethlehem, he acted as though he was just going to offer sacrifices there. When he arrived in Bethlehem, Samuel invited Jesse and his sons to come to the sacrifice. As Jesse walked in, Samuel was pleased to see that he had seven fine-looking sons with him. Surely, one of these young men was the new king God had chosen. Starting with the oldest, the sons walked in front of Samuel as each one passed, Samuel thought. This must be the one God wants me to anoint. But all seven passed by and God gave Samuel no sign. Are all these all your sons? Samuel asked Jesse. No, answered Jesse. There is one more, but he is very young. He's in the fields taking care of the sheep. Send for him, Samuel said. I will wait until he comes. After a while, the youngest son came in, and he was handsome and strong, and he had a healthy color from staying outdoors all day. His name was David. When David walked in, God told Samuel, Anoint this one. He is the one I have chosen. In front of his brothers and his father, David had all pulled upon his head by Samuel. The spirit of the Lord that had left Saul came upon David. But no one else, especially Saul, knew about this new young king. He went back to his sheep in the fields to wait for the time to come when he would become the leader of God's people. While David wandered about the hillsides and meadows watching his sheep, God was with him. He was strong and could protect his sheep from the wild animals that tried to eat them. They tried to eat them, but 
He also had time to sit quietly and think about God. He thought about the kind of man and king God wanted him to be. And the more he thought about this, the more God helped him to be just the way he should be. During these quiet times, when he sat and thought, David would take his harp and make up songs about God and his goodness. He could sing and play very beautifully. The songs that David wrote are found in the psalm book of the Bible, Psalms. And one of them, David talks about God being our shepherd and watching over us as David did his sheep. You may be able to say the, the words to God's David's song yourself. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I feel no evil. For thou art with me. The run and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with all. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And God's got a blessing for you also. And he's got this blessing for you. And forever. He's preparing you. He's preparing you for a sanctuary of glory, favor, anointing, wisdom, guidance, direction. He's trying to make you strong mentally and physically. But we must read the Bible and learn God for ourselves. We must pray and fast. We must not go to that spot over there where we know God is not going to be there. The church is it's a building and we go and we worship and we fellowship amongst other believers. But God wants that connection with you one-on-one. -on -one. And once you fall in love with God, the blessings are going to overflow. He's going to pass up. That person over there, that multimillionaire, and he's going to give his millions to you. He might still keep his millions, but he's going to want you as well. Multimillionaire as well. He's looking for someone to serve. The disobedience, you're telling God that you, 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 you're not keeping your faith in me. You're putting your faith in someone else. And we must trust God to do anything but fail. We must fall in love with our Bible. He left this Bible here for us because he loved us. Satan does not love you. Satan wants you divorced. Satan wants you in prison. Satan wants you 90 pounds of a weight. Satan wants you okay, bankrupt. God wants you to see in heaven right down here on earth. Not living from paycheck to paycheck, working hard, working smart, with your hands and with your mind. And I need the blood of Jesus. It can happen for you because that's how important you are to God. In the book of Genesis, God said, I did it. I completed it. It is done. You are in my image. Some of you, I did make you tall. Some of you, I made you short. One of you, you was born blind, but I just wanted to show my works. And God's got something to show his works in you also. Whether it's going to college, whether it's being the judge, whether it's being an architecture, sports, mega preacher, the banker, all of us not academic inclined. And some of us gonna be so far out your league, you're gonna know it's God. And you're gonna question how am I gonna do this? 
you know, I'm 55 years old. I'm, I'm, I'm going on 80 years old. I said, just do it. By the grace of God, you are still living. God still has purpose for you. You could have passed away in the last, the last COVID that they had, the last storm that they had, the last earthquake they had. No. Because I still have some purpose for you. I need for you to seek my face. I need for you to eat more green food and less pork and less bread. Because my sheep, they know my voice and the strangers they will not follow. Allow no evil to rise up against you. You'll be favored by God and you'll be blessed. This is Dr. Monica Hanchett. You have a blessed day, you and your family. And remember to read your Bible and pray.